0: Get ready, Avalanche Territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content, Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Mike Evans. Thanks so much for being with us as we uh, discuss all things Avalanche. And, boy... I, uh, I almost I almost have trouble calling him the Avalanche right now I went to the Boston game the other night uh, Wednesday night and to to say that I was there to watch the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche uh seems seems almost preposterous when you consider what I and you as as fans actually watched this this was a shell. Of the team that we know and love. A shell of the team. And I'm going to say with all due respect, and you know how whenever anybody says with all due respect, you get ready to insult somebody. But with all due respect, who the heck were the guys out there wearing avalanche sweaters (laughs) skating around in a real National Hockey League game? I know they're professionals and they're uh, good Colorado Eagle players and they're they're guys from the farm system and they they work really hard and they might have futures but my goodness and I'm 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 aware of the names I don't profess to follow the ads minor league system uh with uh with with meticulous detail so some of you may be more aware of these guys than the most but I I just I I found this opportunity to be watching going who's Callahan Burke, who's Jean Luc Foudy? Who's Dryden Hunt? Who's Charles uh, Houdon? Who's the England dude here? I like, I, I'm like, who are these people? It's it's for if you're a, a fan of the uh, classic movie Major League, it's the the scene where a bunch of no name uh, Cleveland Indian players are. In the paper, and guys are looking at it like, who the hell are these guys? Seriously, that that's that's how I was feeling. Like, who are these people? It was like I was at Family Sports during the first couple of days of training camp and watching uh, different combinations out there scrimmaging, or watching the first or second preseason game while you're giving all the big guns a chance to just kind of rest and, and get ready while a, a bunch of scrubs are playing. I mean, that's what it felt like, and. Boy, did it did it translate out on the ice? Watching that game, and I give credit they they battled hard in the first period against a, a far superior Bruins team, and they hung in there. It was zero zero, but then once the floodgates opened, they opened, and it was it was obvious you were watching men against boys, and it was there was a feeling of um, almost shock. Like, wow, it is it is this bad. <laughs> we, we know the injuries have taken its toll, but it's taken a toll to the point where we're watching this. And so there was that element of, of almost shock, almost like pity, like, oh, my goodness, I mean, I can't believe it's, it's come to this. But also uh, a sense of, okay, okay, bookmark this, use it as fuel. We'll be able to look back on this. And laugh at it. Ha, ha, ha. Remember that time in early December when the Avalanche had a bunch of no-names playing for them? And they were getting smoked by Boston twice in the span of five days? Remember that? When we're watching Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog and Valeri Nechuskin and Darren Helm and Arturi Lekkinen, And they're all back doing their thing. And the Avalanche are back to dominating and looking like a Stanley Cup favorite. Tell you what. Give me, give me another crack at these Bruins. Give me another crack because that was not who we are, and I would love another shot at these guys. Stanley Cup Finals, anybody? Huh? Stanley Cup Finals, anybody who would like to sign up for that? I would. That'd be fun. But it was, um, it was rough to watch. It was, it was rough to watch being there, watching the game in person. It. A lot of times you watch an NHL game and. You know one team is better than the other, but it, it just doesn't it, it doesn't look as obvious as it looked out on the ice there last night, uh, the other night. So I'm here to say, look, it's, it's an unfortunate, unlucky phase that this team's going through. And the expectation is these guys that they're missing are going to be back, and they're going to be back at 100% and the Avalanche are going to be whole, and they're going to you know, take off and do their thing. But in the meantime, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting Jared Bednar's response after the game. And while all of us are talking about injuries and feeling sorry for the Avalanche and maybe giving them passes and things like that, Coach wasn't going for it. Yeah, we're not going to do that. If we're rolling over because it's too difficult or we're... Losing games, and we need new players. We'll have to find other guys. We better be playing hard every single night, regardless of what we think the outcome's going to be, regardless if we're winning or losing. I mean, that's the culture we've built here. We're going to continue that regardless. of. And if guys quit and don't play hard, then we'll find other players. It's that simple. Cool? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing it for how many years now? When, you know, we're cooking with gas and everyone's healthy and, when chips are down and they've proven that they can be good leaders and good and guys that work hard and and, and set the right example. And I expect it to continue. And I, I'm pretty sure it will. I love it. I love Bednar's defiance. I love Bednar's approach here saying, look, I don't care. I don't care. Who's out of the lineup. I don't care. Who's playing. You put that uniform on. You have a a standard to live up to. You have a standard to meet. This is what we expect. This is what we demand. And if you're not prepared to deliver it the way that we want it, then we'll find somebody else. Boy, is that refreshing. In In a town where we've had to follow the clown show that is the Denver Broncos, And Nathaniel Hackett, week after week after week, coming out, along with Russell Wilson, refusing, refusing to really demand any accountability or to put any real public pressure uh, on on his players. You got Bednar. Bednar, coach of a team that just won the Stanley Cup seemingly yesterday, out there saying, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, nope. Not gonna fly. Not on my watch. Man, I don't know about you. I I love that. <laughs> I love that. I, I know that Dion Sanders uh had, had people just, you know, all agog over what he was saying, and it was cool, don't get me wrong. But man, that that stuff from Bednar, hey look, that that uh not not to make anybody comfortable, but uh that gets me going. <laughs> That gets me going, man. That gets my blood pumping right there. And uh, good, good. And and I love that. That is how Bednar looks at it. That's what he's going to demand. Um, this is a team that has to be be careful right now, because while we all anticipate that they're going to get their guys back, they'll get back to being the Avalanche, and then the Avalanche will go and be the Avalanche. Well, yeah, but. It's not as easy as that because you're at a, a point right now where you're you're teetering. You're, you're barely holding down or you're, depending on when you're hearing this, the Avalanche could be out of the playoff picture right now. And as they wait for these guys to come back, you know, yeah, they're going to come back. Guys are going to come back, but there's going to be an adjustment period for them to come back. And it, it may take a while before this Avalanche team not only is whole – has all the pieces back, but are playing at a level where, okay, we're back. We're gelled. We got the old mojo going. The band is back together. Here we go. And at that point, where are they going to be in the standings? And is it as simple as, hey, all the Avalanche have to do is get in the playoffs? They could be the eighth seed. They could be the second wildcard seed. It won't matter because... They'll be the team that nobody's going to want to play. Is it as simple as that? I'd like to think so. But, you know, the Avalanche did have home ice throughout their, their entire playoff run last year. And, and, and that is that matters. I know they were dominant on the road. But it was nice to always know that you had the home ice advantage. And that even if you lost it, you'd be able to get it back quickly. All you had to do is get one win on the road, you're right back, you got it. And to to have the Avs uh be in a position where maybe you don't have any kind of home ice and you're playing as an 8 seed as a wild card team is is that the road that you want to travel again as you're trying to to, to repeat a Stanley Cup champs. Uh I wouldn't bet against them. Don't don't get me wrong, but I, I think what, what 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 I'm looking at right now is this is a bit of a precarious time in terms of watch the standings, you know. Understand, look, Nathan McKinnon's going to be out four weeks. These guys these guys play what an average of three times a week, three four times a week. So you're you're looking at him probably missing between twelve and uh, you know twelve and fifteen sixteen games and Gabe's trying to come back, guys are coming back. It, it's, it's, it's not just simply get them back in the lineup and go. And so we'll see how they do. we see how they do. It, it is clear that this is a time right now where they're going to have to try to tread water. Um, they're going to have to play a different style. They're going to have to win a different way. They're going to have to play... Lower scoring games, they're going to have to make more of a commitment to uh, defense. They're going to have to ask more of their goaltender, goaltenders. Uh, It's not just simply going out and overwhelming teams with their talent and their speed. They're going to have to try to win a different way. They're going to have to try to win a little ugly. And it should be one of those things that as we look ahead for the next couple of weeks, probably right up until Christmas and, and New Year's, any two points they can bank, Grab them, treasure them, because they're, they're going to come in handy while they try to ride this thing out. The other thing, too, is it'll be interesting to watch how the Avs' best players react to this, because quite honestly, watching the game uh, the other night against Boston, watching Cale McCarr, watching Miko Rantanen, uh, watching Eric Johnson, uh, Devon Taves, I didn't see a huge engagement level from them. I'm not saying they were out there dogging it or anything like that, but I I saw guys that were out there looking around going who are you? <laughs> who who what, what? where's Nate? <laughs> where's Gabe? Where's uh where's Val? Where <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying they're feeling sorry for themselves, but whereas early in the season there were some injuries, and you, you saw the abs core players just say, hey, listen, give us the burden, Give us the load. We'll we'll carry this team. I, I, I think you can only maintain that kind of energy for so long, and then as the long season starts to take hold of you and the grind starts to, um, to develop and the travel starts to, to pile up, it's tough to maintain that. And uh, I, I, I did not see a high engagement level uh, from the Avs' best players uh, against the Bruins, and I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, if, if it was any other team in town, I'd be like, no, sorry, not going to fly. But this team has earned the benefit of the doubt. This team, these best players, the core players, have earned the benefit of the doubt, so much so that if mentally they've kind of dropped it down a gear or two while a lot of guys are out, I'm not gonna blast him for it. Are you? But Bednar, I I think that Bednar. I was trying to read between the lines with what Bednar was saying when he was saying, "Hey, you know, we got some guys here. Uh, if you're not going to make the effort, uh, we'll we'll find somebody else to replace you." And I'm I'm trying to. I don't think he was talking about the aforementioned Colorado Eagle players. I don't think he'd put that on them. I don't think he's looking at the McCars, the Rantanins, the Tases of the world. I think that that message is delivered to the that second level of guys. I think it's directed at the Comfers, the um the Gerards, the O'Connors, the New Hooks, those guys. I think the challenge has been thrown down that while these guys are out. We need more from you. It is time for you to raise your level. And it's one thing if a Kale McCarr or a Miko Rantanen or Devontae's or an Eric Johnson maybe are dialing it back a little bit while these guys are out, you are not allowed that same luxury. I don't care if you're part of a Stanley Cup winning team. I don't care if you hoisted the cup. I don't care if you had your day with the cup. We need more from you. And I'm going to demand more from you. And some of the same leeway I may give to our stars, you don't get. Not yet. So that's how I read Bednar's comments that you just heard a little bit earlier. It's it's a fascinating time. It really is. Um, But it's funny, isn't it? As as an Avalanche fan, and and I feel this way, man, if this was anybody else, any other team, I mean, we've been going through it with the Broncos all year. It'd be like, oh, my God, the chaos. Oh, my God, this thing is uh, falling apart. Oh, my God, the dysfunction. Oh, my God, the lack of culture. Oh, my God, the lack of leadership. That'd be, it'd, be, it'd be running rampant with any other team. But here, even though I just watched the Colorado Avalanche, in theory, the Colorado Avalanche look like a shell of themselves and look like uh, uh, they were boys trying to play against men against Boston the other night. I sit back and I'm like, okay, all right. It's not ideal. But they're going to be fine, and and isn't that great? Isn't that a great feeling to have? That whereas chaos uh, and 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 suspicion and aggravation and anger and distrust would be going on with you and you, many of you listening, you're a you're a Bronco fan, you're a Nugget fan, you're a Rocky fan. If it was going on with anybody else, you'd be like, oh my god, this is this is awful. No, oh, I can't trust them, and oh, I'm worried. But I, I, I would assume with the Avs, you're, you're the same way. You're like, hey, hey, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They'll get through this, and when it's all said and done, we'll look back and laugh at it. So it's one of the benefits, huh? It's one of the benefits of being a, a fan of the Avalanche and what they've accomplished and what we believe they'll accomplish once they are whole again. But in the meantime... Uh, buckle in. Could be a bit of a bumpy ride. A little bit of a turbulence uh, here with uh, the Avs coming up for uh, the next uh, week or two. So that'll do it for the Mile High Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, love your feedback. You can give that to me uh, a number of ways. You can uh, reach out to, uh, directly to me on uh, Twitter. um, And you can let me know at Mike Evans 1043 You can email me at uh, evans at Bonneville.com And of course, you can always text.